Welcome to the Little Studio Comedy Club Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Johnson. On this episode, I chat with comedian Andy Woodhull, who's appeared on The Late Late Show with James Corden, Conan, The Half Hour on Comedy Central, among many others. His Dry Bar Comedy Special on YouTube has over 7 million views. All five of his comedy albums are in rotation on Sirius Satellite Radio, and his jokes have played over 37 million times on Pandora. Yes, he's a big deal, Mr. Andy Woodhull. Here is our chat. Good morning. Andy Woodhall, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. This is Jen Johnson. Producer Joey I is here assume. as well. You don't you don't have a flurry of calls at 9:30 in the AM? <laughs> no, not a flurry. <laughs> uh so welcome to the Little Studio Comedy Club podcast. How are things going? I know you were probably up late last night doing shows. I was. I was at the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Um and it was good. Things are good. Yeah, did you try the hummus platter? <laughs> no, I didn't get a chance. Is that the is that the local rack? Is I thought Kansas City is where you came for barbecue, but well, sure. If you don't, hummus. yeah, no. If you don't live here, of course you're going to have the barbecue. But when you're here every day, you got to go hummus platter once in a while. <laughs> so well, that makes sense. You've made your way here, but let's go back to the beginning of your life, shall we? You were born sure. in Indiana. Now, I assume right. when I hear that, so I grew up here in the Kansas City area, but I feel like we probably had similar childhoods. Were you watching cartoons, eating Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, not a ton of Fruity Pebbles. My mom is very healthy. Oh. We were allowed to have uh, sugary cereals on the weekends. Yes. And my go-to, I believe, was Ninja Turtles had their own cereal. It was kind of like Chex Mix. It was delicious. Really? See, yeah, being yeah. A, I didn't, I didn't have the Ninja Turtle cereal. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people did. They don't make it anymore. Yeah, and you made your way to St. Louis University. You got yourself some fancy degrees. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Environmental science and geology. What took you that direction? <laughs> well, I went to school and I studied advertising. I thought I would make some funny commercials, you know. Oh. Uh, but then when I got in the advertising classes, it's not really about making funny commercials. It's about marketing and doing surveys to see what people react to. And I found it uh, not enjoyable. <laughs> and I had a couple of science classes that I did enjoy. And so... I just switched over to science. Oh, see, I feel like I did the opposite because I had to take astronomy and I had to take it four times because I failed it the first three. <laughs> but it was one of those that they made you take. And I was like, what school makes you take astronomy? Did you go to Hogwarts? I did. <laughs> I went to Washburn University here in beautiful Topeka, Kansas. But we had to take, and it, maybe it was just like a science credit that I needed. I don't know. But I was like bound and determined to get through that stupid astronomy class. <laughs> and I finally had to take it pass fail because I was like, well, not going to make it any other way. So if I can just barely get a D minus and call it good, we'll be set. Well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you. Uh, what I really learned in college, though, was how to fill out like financial aid paperwork. I feel like that was the biggest takeaway. <laughs> Now I maybe I feel like uh, I noticed in calling you that you have a Chicago area code. Is that home base for you? Uh, no, it has been for different periods of my life. After college, I lived there for maybe six or seven years, something like that. And then uh, I went through a divorce not long ago, and I lived there for another year and a half right after that. What part of the city did you live in? I lived there as well. Oh, I lived on the north side of the city. I was in uh, Lincoln Park for my last stay there, oh. but always kind of the north side of neighborhoods. 
So you had money. I see. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Some of us were a little further south, but that's okay. That's cool. Now, so obviously the divorce, not exactly fun recently, but how was quarantine for you? You were binge watching like everybody else, just watching the TV? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I watched a ton of TV. I was lucky with the quarantine because I was writing on a show called The Movie Show on Sci-Fi. So we shut down for a little bit. But then we came back and we came back for longer than we normally would have because our show was about the movies that were coming out. And then when none of the movies came out, we had to rewrite the show. So, uh. I mean, it lined up that the year we weren't allowed to be stand-up comedians was the year that I got to be a television writer. Nice. But So it did line up for me a little bit in a good way. But it was a long year of no stand-up at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, did you try to do, like, the Zoom shows and the other stuff? I did. I did a few Zoom shows. There's some lucky people out there that got <laughs> to see the inside of my living room. I felt a lot of pressure. Even, like, my kids, when they were doing Zoom school, I felt so much pressure to have the perfect background behind them so the teacher would think, like, we were well-read. And, like, did you do that? Were you cleaning before you'd go on? <laughs> Did you have all your astronomy books <laughs> right around in the bookshelf there for the people to see? Silly, I never bought that astronomy book, clearly. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't really feel pressure no. in that way. No. My big head took up most of the frame anyway. <laughs> uh, so what were you watching? Because I feel like everyone that we asked during that time, everybody watched Tiger King. That was one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it for you? But Everybody watched Tiger King, and Tiger King seems like it was five years ago. Yes! It was, it was only a year ago. It seems so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, this Sunday, I officially become the mom of a teenager. Uh, this is scary oh, to me. Congratulations. Thank you. You've got some experience parenting teens. Do you have some sage advice? I do have experience. I don't know that I'm in a position to offer advice. <laughs> I think just, um, yeah, no, I can't give any advice at all. I'm, I'm sure that I'm not qualified, but I do have the two stepdaughters. They're yeah. 19 and 17 now. And you could help me because I have two girls that are the same thing, back to back, two years apart. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a couple of years there where they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But then they'll be best friends again, and it's nice to see when that comes back around. Yeah. What about me? They're going to hate me, I assume. Yeah, I think they'll hate you. I mean, they'll be real close with their stepdad, I think. <laughs> well, at this point, hopefully it's just dad. But, I mean, I don't look, I don't know what's coming. <laughs> see, I don't know what's going on in your family. I can only, I can only give advice to families that have been broken multiple times. <laughs> Well, that's important advice to share, though, because most of us have been broken multiple times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I was their third parent. You know, they've got plenty of parents. They're expecting parent number five. Parent number five <laughs> is on the way, and it's a lot. It's a lot for them. So I just try to listen to them and and know that they're not going to make the same choices that I would make and be okay with the choices they make. You know, I like to give advice. And I always tell them the advice I'm giving you is the advice I would give myself at your age. But you're not me. So if you don't take it, it's okay. And I still love you, even though you're making this terrible decision. <laughs> that basically is what parenting is. I'm just, I'm going to give you advice. You're going to ignore it. And then I'm just going to love you anyway. And we move yeah. along. <laughs> yeah.
It sounds easy, but it's hard to do that. Yes. Yeah. So this week, a new survey of the best driving songs came out, the top 20 driving songs. <laughs> now, you're someone who's traveling constantly, going all around, doing your sure. shows. Let's go through a few on this list. You see if you agree with these driving songs, all right? I'm going to go through a okay. few. Okay. Uh, they've got David Bowie Heroes in at number 18. Um, I'd probably know it if I heard it, but it doesn't immediately like ring a bell of how it sounds. Okay. Michael Jackson Thriller? Yeah. Yeah, of course, Thriller, although I would never put it on a top driving. It's like an epic song, but it's not really a fun sing-along song. Yeah. It's hard to sing Michael Jackson. You know what? I had a proud parent moment the other day. We heard Rockwell, Somebody's Watching You. I always feel like somebody's watching Mm -hmm. me. My daughter goes, is that Michael Jackson in the background? I was like, yes, it (laughs) is. And the fact that you know that at 11 years old means I've done something right. Uh, uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Of course, that's on here, number 10. Yeah, that's on there. Okay, yeah. I'll take that one. Billy Joel, Uptown Girl. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for almost any Billy Joel. That's a great one. Agreed. Fleetwood Mac, Going Your Own Way, number four on this list. Hmm, I don't know if it would be on my top five, Go Your Own Way. I guess guess there are parts that would be fun to sing loud, and it's sort of about moving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that helps. <laughs> All right. In at number three, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer, then ABBA's Dancing Queen, and number one, Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> well, I think Queen made it in there just because of uh, Wayne's World. It has to. It has to be. Right? The, the, yes. the song from Wayne's World. Right? What's your number one driving song? Um, you know, I do like Bohemian Rhapsody, but, uh, I, you know, I... I'm going to say it, Journey Don't Stop Believing is up there for me. And that's like, I'm embarrassed, but I'm not. Uh, but I also really love Christmas music, and I can listen to it when it's sunny and 105 degrees. So I will pull out some Pentatonics Christmas and just jam with the windows down, you know? Well, that's insane. Yeah. Your answer is absolutely insane. <laughs> What's your list? What are you listening to? Uh, I would say my number one if they come on the radio, I'm singing along no matter what. It's the Counting Crows, maybe because of when I grew up. But also, I feel that I can I can perform those songs well. Can you? Counting Crows. No, I can't. <laughs> Not really. Uh. He's got a great voice. My voice is terrible, but I, I feel like it's in the range where I feel comfortable singing. I love singing to the Counting Crows. We play the Counting Crows on our radio station, KC1021, here in beautiful Kansas City. That's why I mentioned them. I'm just trying to suck up to you. Uh, Whatever. Yes, we'll take it. (laughs) Proud listener of the KC1021 Morning Show, Mr. Andy Woodhull. So you're traveling all over. You're seeing all different kinds of stuff. You go to different restaurants and go to museums. What are, like, standout places to you, like... When you're thinking traveling, like, man, I oh, I have to eat there or I have to go <laughs> stop by and see that thing. Like, what are your go-tos? Oh, man. Well, I usually ask the locals. I ask people at shows. I ask the other comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, people in Kansas here, uh, Kansas City say I got to go to uh, Joe's Barbecue mm-hmm. and then also a different barbecue. I guess I have barbecue lined up for all five meals that mm-hmm. i'll be here for yeah uh all the different places to go to so i don't have a specific like thing but if an area is known for something i do go try to get that thing that they're known for do you know what the best thing in for me in chicago the 
greatest thing ever was the pot roast nachos from Ditka's. And I think the <laughs> the pandemic shut down the downtown location that was right by the Hancock building. But that's where I lived right across the street from there. And I would go eat pot roast nachos at Ditka's like every Sunday watching football. <laughs> well, that sounds great. I never had the uh, pot roast nachos. Oh, so I good. never had those. Yeah. Other best thing I had this year was shrimp alligator cheesecake from a place called Rue 61 down in Mississippi. Sounds terrible. It was amazing. Whoa, that does sound pretty crazy. Yeah. I had a prime rib flavored ice cream not long ago. Oh, now I can't. Isn't that wild? I can't mock that because we've had barbecue ice cream here in Kansas City. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It was at a restaurant called uh, The Girl and the Goat. They just opened at L.A., Spot, but it's this place I knew from Chicago. Nice. And I uh, went to the LA one, and then they, they brought it out for free as a special treat. <laughs> Something you would maybe only order on a dare. <laughs> Prime rib ice cream. And, and the we- weird thing about it is it's good. Like, it tastes good, but it tastes so much like meat that it's <laughs> it's bizarre eating. I, I would not be able to, I don't think I'm ever, it's never going to hit me like, Man, I need some of that prime rib ice cream right now. <laughs> the the magic of it was it did taste good, but it's never going to be like, oh, gosh, a hot day. I'd really <laughs> like to get a cone of that prime rib ice cream and walk down the street. That's the same experience I had with the burnt ends ice cream because I was like, <laughs> it's strangely good, but it does taste like barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't put that all together in my head. Uh, you know what else I got to experience? Uh, probably been six months ago now. Uh, Santa Claus, Indiana. Perhaps you're familiar with that, being from Indiana? <laughs> I mean, I know of it. I've never been. If you can believe it, I've never been to Santa Claus, uh, Indiana. I don't know that you need to go. I went as a lover of Christmas and all things Christmas. So to uh-huh, me, sure. that was exciting. But the fact that we only made it about 20 minutes... I would say that's all you need there. A good 20 minutes and you're you're set. What is to do there? What is there a Santa statue? Well, there are multiple. Everything there is Santa related. Everything. Every sign. Now they have an amusement park, but that was closed because of the pandemic at the time that sure, we were sure. there. But there is an amusement park and then they had a just like 5 million stores that have ornaments and everything you could possibly imagine Christmas related. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Just fill up the whole car, huh? Yeah. See, don't you want a road trip with me? I got Journey. I got Santa Claus, Indiana. Look how fun I am, Andy. Yeah, it sounds very fun. <laughs> Just singing pentatonics and smelling Christmas tree air freshener. Uh, well, I hope that your weekend here in Kansas City is more exciting than that. I'm sure it will be. It's uh, it's very fun. We already had one fun show. We got three more. Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you. I know you probably are working on just a few hours of sleep. So I appreciate you letting us wake you up early this morning. Of course. No problem at all. I am strangely a morning person. No one believes it, but I am always have been. Nice. Well, next time you're in town, come through and you can help host the morning show with me. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Love it. (laughs) Sweet. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye.